Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hayflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Today, I'm joined here by Erica and Elizabeth from 500s, a creative business marketplace offering hundreds of business solutions for just $500. Thank you both for joining me here today. Thanks for having us. Yes, we're excited to be here. Perfect. Well, can you, maybe we can start off by having you each tell us a little bit about yourselves and your business. Awesome. Um, okay, well, I'm Erica, and I am one of the co-founders with Elizabeth of 500s. In the past, I've been a media consultant, and what that means is that I help businesses and have helped businesses uh, consult on their advertising and media by helping them, you know, with photos or video content or just overall content that's visual. Um, but I'm also a writer. And so when it came time to blend those two skills together, uh, Elizabeth and I were like, what can we do to work together? Like we've known each other for 15 years and we were like, we really, really want to do a business together, but we don't want it to just be a small little project. We want something that we can grow and work with and build over a long period of time. And so Elizabeth has a lot of the same skills I do, luckily. And we were like, how can we bring all of the best of what we do and our favorite things together, like writing and helping businesses grow and working on marketing and messages and visuals? Uh, how can we bring all those together? And so we came up with our company, 500s, and it is a creative marketplace that offers tons of services from um, copywriting to media development to online ads management to social media to uh, graphic design and mentoring for business um, even stuff in the event industry which is uh, where we came from as well and I'm sure Elizabeth will touch a little bit more on that part of our history but go ahead hi I'm Elizabeth um, and my background as Erica mentioned is a little diverse. It started in business and then moved into the event industry where I managed a couple of large event design firms in Toronto and Muskoka in Canada. And I did that for 15 years and had our work kind of published um, across the world and accomplished all kinds of great things and goals that I had set out to do. And during that time, I did a lot of uh, mentoring and public speaking in the event industry it was a passion and when I first started you know the term event designer really almost didn't even exist it, that whole industry was kind of unfounded and we were just building it so I helped grow and develop that industry over a 15-year period and that was extremely rewarding in front during that time I met Erica and we started to do some work together and after I closed my business, I actually started doing consulting within that industry and then moved to business consulting in general, a lot of marketing, um, some media. Erica has more uh, skill sets in the media side, but I have very strong uh, skill sets in the event 
um, copywriting, business, any of the trade show and the mentoring and development and creative side of what we do with the graphic side of it as well. We, we both cross over on that. So it was just a, a great pairing. We talked many times about working together and, and kind of starting a company. Uh, we have one other company that we will be talking about that's really exciting probably by the end of this year or next year that we are launching that's going to cross over into 500s. But that was where we decided to start because we both had a passion for helping small business. Wow. Business actually. It doesn't have to be small, but we did a lot of large scale business consulting and we wanted to hone that down and really take what we were doing on the large scale and make it more cost effective and accessible to anyone. You just didn't have to be a big corporation that could have, you know, a six figure contract with us. You could be um, a business of any size that just wanted to target in on a, on a single project. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. And you both definitely have a lot of experience in the industry. And so what was it that made you decide to go the route of starting your own business to offer these services after you had both sort of worked at different companies in the industry? Well, um, Elizabeth and I, so I mean, what I wasn't clear about before was that I owned my own photography business and that's how Elizabeth and I met. So when she was a designer working in events, I was a photographer working in events. So we both owned our own businesses before. And that's and, all we've actually ever done is owned our own companies, right? whether it's in the event in Erica's photography, or then we both became consultants that entire time. We have always been self-employed. However, it is like we've worked for other companies in longer contracts. So sometimes it felt like we worked, we worked for other companies and we weren't actually self-employed. So there is like this thing when you when and I don't know how many people out there feel this way, but once you start a business and you grow a business um, and then you leave that business, um, there's like an itch, right? Where you're like, oh, I will never be able to do any other thing in the world like I did uh, run my business. Um, Managing your own business, managing your own schedule and your own time and all that is, it's something that doesn't really leave your system, especially if you have an entrepreneurial spirit, like I think Elizabeth and I do have. So what made us want to start another company? We like, it's in us. We literally have no choice. It chose us. We can't not run our own company. Um, as much as it's fun to work for other people um, and work on big, huge teams with, um, with other companies, there's always kind of something about us that is, it's, it is the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can really explain it. And other entrepreneurs will know what it means and what it feels like, where it doesn't matter how great a job is. Once you run your own company, it's really, really hard to, to see business any other way. Um, so yeah, so that's, so part of the reason why did we start our own company together? What made us actually do it? Um, it's not one thing. It's a feeling. There was like, a, it's a thing that's inside of you where no idea is going to ever feel right if we're not the ones executing it. If, um, if, you know, we have a project that we want to do and like Elizabeth and I were, um, we've been working on projects for at least 10 years together, like almost nonstop. And even if they were for other companies, we're like, wow, it would have been so great if it was for us, if we were doing and we that. Could make, <laughs> the outcome could have been different. We, we would present ideas to um, people that we were consulting for. And sometimes they were really big ideas or great ideas, but the execution didn't happen on our client's end. So they didn't follow through. So we didn't actually get to see 
that things transpire the way that we wanted or get the results that we wanted. So this way, um, we can have a project in a two-week time cycle and say the clients can choose anything that they want and we're totally dedicated and they're totally dedicated to having a results-driven project that they can then take at the end of it and they can run with it. So there's always these great outcomes in these two weeks in increments. And what it also did for me is I'm someone that likes a lot of things going on. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are like that, tons of balls in the air. So this allows us to have multiple projects going simultaneously where we're working with clients and getting to touch uh, all of these different points of interest and of our skill sets. And my love is helping small business, whether it was public speaking, whether it was being on a panel, but it, the podcast, anything that I could do to help a small business succeed and give um, some of the 35 years of experience that I've gained back was really important to me. And then Erica, you know, although she's younger than me by uh, a little bit, I'm not going to say exactly how much, <laughs> but she had that same spirit within her that she wanted to give back. And we felt that this was a really great way for us to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, definitely. That definitely makes sense. And especially how, you know, your packages are so customizable and it's people can go to you for what they need so that, um, you know, you can really get the focus on what it is that they're looking for, which is so great. And then how did it, you both get into the industry even before you had each started your own businesses there? What was it that drew you in to those specific projects that you were on? So for me, Erica, um, Photography came to me a long time ago. I was like 19 years old and I got a job working at a grocery store that had a photo studio and they hired me for the photo studio. I learned everything I needed to know there. And then people started asking me to take their photos um, in places that weren't a studio. So, you know, in their backyard or at their cottage. And that sort of blew up over time into this portrait and wedding photography business that ended up taking me all over the world. But where the marketing kind of came into play was probably somewhere around the like 10-year mark of being a photographer, maybe even around the seven-year mark. Uh, the other photographers started coming to me and asking me, how, how did I get these jobs? How are, you, how are you booking these great events? How are you booking these great clients? Um, and how do you keep it going? Like there was no precedent or there's no like rule book on how to start a photography business. And this was like in the early 2000s. So the internet, like as far as showcasing your work online, having like beautiful websites that have portfolios, um, you know, just even finding knowledge on how to be a photographer that isn't a studio photographer was really kind of difficult. Um, and I was blogging, which was kind of strange for the early 2000s too, blogging about um, photo shoots and blogging about my clients, which was um, not common. And so these photographers came to me and they were like, how do you do this? And how are you doing it? How are you making a living? And so what I decided to do was I, to answer their questions, I created a course and it was a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session where photographers could come in and they could ask it, like ask me what they wanted to know, but also tell me what they needed to learn so that they could either up their game or uh, just increase business, grow their business, um, grow their skill set. And so I would develop these um, very, very specific programs. And I learned a lot about building businesses. Um, I was always 
pretty skilled writer and I knew how to write a business plan. Just something I learned really super early on in my career in general, just in my working life, I learned how to write a business plan. And so I took some of those transferable skills and taught others how to plan for the future for their businesses, taught them how to, you know, write a goals list and like, you know, how to write a five-year projection of, you know, financially for their business and how to do it in the photography industry. And so in learning how to do all of that stuff, um, I also learned, you know, um, how to market on social media because social media was starting to become a thing, um, how to create really great blog content because blogging was becoming really, really popular. Um, and then how to market yourself, um, you know, through magazines and well, magazines were really, really big in the mid two thousands or like the, sorry, um, around 2010. And I was getting published in a lot of different places. So learning how to talk to those people, um, those, you know, people who represent magazines and just, represent marketing departments and already having a background in photography. Um, I think it gave me kind of like a, a better seat, um, at the table with some of these, um, with some of these publications and with some of these, um, you know, just online publications, they kind of looked at me as being like somebody who knew what they were talking about because I knew thing or two, a thing or two about photography and I knew a thing or two about marketing, about writing business plans and about how to talk. So I took those skills and I taught other photographers how to do it. And Within five years, I had a ton of reports, which I would make reports after I would work with any type of um, company on how I did it. And then I talked with Elizabeth and we ended up, <laughs> and Elizabeth will tell you about how she got a cool job in the States and then I followed suit. And so that's when we became consultants, um, using all of the work and all of the skill set that I'd had from my past 15 years as a photographer. Um, I just turned it into like real business skills, like I said, writing business plans and consulting and helping other businesses grow, learning social media and marketing. And that is kind of how I touched into being a media consultant. And then being a media consultant, I'm helping people with all these different types of jobs. Like you, anything that you see on the 500 site, any of the projects that we help people start, they're all based on stuff that Elizabeth and I already have done with bigger companies and on long-term contracts. We just chopped it all up into small little pieces so that we didn't have to come and work, you know, for six months with a company to achieve the job or to achieve a, a positive result. We wanted to come in there and help a company become very independent with their own projects. And maybe we're just that one little tiny piece that they can't finish, that they can't start or they can't launch or they can't strategize. Um, so that's how my skill set and my experience turned into 500. And that's how I became, how I learned about marketing and about business and about consulting and strategy and all of that. For myself, my background, my um, degree was in business. I have diplomas in business and marketing and floral design, events design. So what I did was I would gradually started from my business. I worked for some large corporations in management and doing, um, staff management, training, developing processes and protocols for those companies. And I went from there and I was doing a lot of that work, but it was never fulfilling because I always had this serious creative side where I would be out, you know, always doing something creative, whether it was designing a friend's <laughs> bedroom or giving creative advice, or it just never seemed to end that that drive to do something creative was underneath um, my business side. And so what I did was when I went on maternity leave, actually, from one of those corporations that I was working for, I developed 
my event company, wrote the business plan, went out and got a grant to start it. I was very busy during that, um, during that time and never went back. I just went full-fledged. I jumped right in with both feet, even though I at that time was not trained in that industry. I didn't have the diplomas that I have now back then in the industry. I just decided I wanted to do it. And that was my opportunity um, to do what I was passionate about and to be creative. So I started my event company. And I then, during that time, when while I was working, went back to school and got a floral diploma, event planning, event design, and kept turning the wheels and growing uh, the business. And during that, as I mentioned before, I touched on, I started to do some public speaking, um, developing some creative processes that would work within that industry. And when I had finally had my fill of that after 15 years and stepped out of that industry, I took all of that information, the processes, the creativity, the business side of it. And I put that into consulting and started to consult for people within, at first it was just the event industry, which is what led me to come to the US. I got a, a visa to work for a company um, that was called IWED Global and they were extremely inspiring. They uh, do classes for within the event industry. So I came down to write curriculum for the school and I wrote a book on event design and then I wrote a book on floral design for them and helped them implement a new bricks and mortar classroom that they had down here and do, you know, help guide them with their hiring processes and all of the marketing and event skill sets that I had, I transferred down and brought into there and worked with them for a couple of years. And during that time, I asked Erica, if she would come down and do some evaluation in the graphics department um, because we were doing some ads and doing different things within the that department that I felt she had some really strong skill sets that she could but help. Liz had add. some plans. Like she, like the reason why she wanted me to come there was because she had plans to do commercials and plans mm -hmm. to do videos and plans to do a lot more media. And so that's, yeah. yeah. So we'd started the, the media and, you know, the testimonials and videos and doing a bunch of that, but I really wanted a stronger skill set to be as part of our team. So I brought Erica down to evaluate um, some of the programs that I was implementing. And from that, she ended up getting a contract also to come down on a visa and work on media management within that company um, and did a lot of work alongside me and also for another one of the companies that they owned that I kind of touched down a little bit and Erica touched, worked on a lot more in, in their other company called Adventure Direct. And we worked within both of those creating all kinds of different creative programs where Erica worked on a lot of the um, marketing side and I worked on the creative um, development side and we crossed over in there and had the ability to work together again and she ended up following me down to the to the US and we worked down here together and during that time of having the opportunity to go back and forth you know we figured out that we always had had this really you know great relationship working relationship where we had the same mindset of how we thought a project should happen in the processes. And so during that, 
um, you know, we kind of went, decided we were going to open our own company, 500s, um, even though we still both consult in the U.S. Um, and do some consulting on the side, we opened 500s as well and have been getting that off the ground since January. Wow. Yeah. I love how you both have, you know, those different backgrounds and different paths, but yet it still led you here and, you know, starting that business together, which is so amazing. Um, and then since you have started it, has there been sort of any big challenges or one in particular that you've had to overcome or something that you found sort of a challenge from working in the industry before to now running your own business? COVID for sure is a big challenge because <laughs> we kind of had to do our opening during COVID um, and had our cheers, you know, <laughs> remotely um, by Zoom chat because we, Eric and I started for the first couple of months working side by side all the time when we had extra time to get the company off the ground and then had to work separate. Mm -hmm. So that was we really were, We've been difficult. working like by video chat, I would say. For three for, months. For three months straight. Yeah. Like every day, just like having the video set up there and just doing our own work and like just being like, hey, how's it going over there? Right. Like literally just live chatting all day long so that we don't have to just be calling each other all the time on the phone. But that's uh that is definitely a big change considering the industries that we come from are very face to face. Mm -hmm. Um, they're very much in person. And, you know, I was a photographer for years. Like you have a very um very personal relationship with your clients at like in same with event design, right? Like you, you're there live at the event setting it up. Like that's where the job happens. It happens live at the event. Right. And just like photography, it's happening live in the moment. So not having the ability to go out and talk to people or even go out and solicit business and find business. Like that's been very interesting too. Um, or finding different ways. I think uh, I'm really stubborn and strong willed in the ways that if, you know, we would listen to people say, oh my gosh, you know, we can't work. We are, we're not going to be able to continue to do business. And I said, of course we can continue to do business. Hopefully most of us, um, it's how you do business. It's changing the way that you do business and having a new mindset and developing new, you know, skill sets or processes of how you're going to do that. So we started to look at things a little bit differently but how are we going to offer our services to people and how do we get our message out? And we started getting on the phone. We did old school. We started calling people that we knew and said, this is what we're doing and this is how we want to do it. What do you think about it? And yeah, it was extremely challenging because we couldn't go and meet with them, but they supported us because they uh, you know, knew us from the past or knew about what we had done and they got on board with promoting us and before our website was even finished we started having business coming before into we had us. a name before we had a name we yes had a business. that's true we were like i don't know what we're doing right like people are hiring us and we, we don't even doing projects we and... can't even send them anything right so um it was really just like like liz said calling people telling them what we want to do we're like hey we want to do something like this we we want to offer these kinds of services and do you want any of these and then some people would say yes and one of the questions I think that was the biggest like positive response was we called up businesses that we know and we said, what is the one thing that you wish you could get off your plate? 
And then people would say, I have a hundred things on my list. <laughs> like what one do you want to hear about? We're like, I don't know, here's the services that we can do. Can we help you with any of these? And it, it's amazing how many, um, how many creative ideas businesses actually have that they can't even get to. They can't even touch. Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And you had kind of touched upon how, you know, you'd been calling clients you've had in the past or any people you knew. Was there any other ways that you've been, you know, working to find clients or just marketing your business in general? LinkedIn's yeah. been awesome. We've made so many, you know, you take all that time to create thousands of contacts on your on your LinkedIn and build business relationships I have around the world on LinkedIn. Um, and so what I did was I leveraged that um, and in a big way and to put our message out there and, and tell people what we're doing. And even if people weren't booking us from LinkedIn, we were having really good, solid business conversations with those people about what we were doing and they were helping get our message out. I know Eric has been, you know, really got a beautiful Instagram page going and has developed awesome relationships talking to people there. So social media has been a really big well social media has been following for us and and i think that it's been and it's funny like we were talking about this the other day about we're like oh we were feeling kind of stressed out because we're like we don't we don't get to see people and we don't get to go to networking events anymore that's not really as like we haven't as soon as we start our business we were like oh who are we going to network with well no one <laughs> we have to network online and the interesting thing was um like even sarah when we when i contacted you it, social media is a very cool tool because what it can do is it can help you find exactly who you want to find. Like I, I wanted to find a pod, I wanted to find podcasts to listen to that were about launching businesses. I wanted to find a podcast that was about exactly who I was in that moment. And if I'd gone to a bunch of networking events, there is a very good chance I never would have found that. And by searching on Instagram, believe it or not, um, just searching different hashtags on Instagram. That's how I found a contact like you. It's how I found so many of our clients by just looking for exactly the type of people I wanted to work with um, and then pitching them on just who we were and what we believe in as a business. We're like, these are the types of things we want to do. Like you seem like you're in line with, you want to do the same types of projects that we are offering. Can we help you? Is there any value that we can add to your business? And then working to develop those relationships just online via chat or like zoom chats, um, all of that stuff. And it's just amazing. Like how different businesses today than it was when we started our original businesses. Um, I feel like it's more targeted, which and is yeah, special to me. I, I love that doing, doing business differently. And it was harder at first because you had to have a different mindset and create a different program of how you were going to, um, approach and, and bring those, those clients in. But in the end, I actually enjoyed the fact that I had to step out and be a different businesswoman. I had to think differently. I had to act differently. I had to ask for business in a little bit of a different way. It's not just going in a, to a networking group and handing it a bunch of business cards. We proactively had to make a plan. And I we, think that that's be been a good clear. thing. We had to be really clear on what we were offering too. Because what we're doing is a little bit different than we're not just a, a media agency or consulting agency or some business solutions agency where um, you can just hire us and say, Oh, I have all these things I need to do. How much is it going to cost? Um, you really have to know what you need um, if you want to work with us. And if you don't know, we can help you find 
small enough project to do that. Yeah, no, that was great. And I definitely agree. You know, I think social media has definitely been on the rise for business for a while, but especially now, like you said, with social distancing, with like not being able to actually go to events and network, um, it's just increasing even more. So that's great that you guys were able to, you know, find that and pivot your business in order to make it work, even given the current situation. And if you could, what's one thing that you would say to yourself when you were starting your business um, or just advice for someone who is maybe thinking of starting their own business as well? Starting this business, um, I would say that the one thing that I probably should have told myself, and someone did tell me, uh, my boyfriend did tell me this, but it was a little later on, but I wish that I had had the foresight to say it to myself right at the beginning, was that like it's okay to have a really big idea. like. You don't have to appease the market um, by keeping your idea small enough so you can find a place to fit in. Like you really can come out there and have this big, crazy idea. Like Elizabeth and I were like, we want to offer a service for every skill set that we think we have. And that sounds crazy. Like, well, why wouldn't you just hone in on one thing and do it really well? But we wanted to do a lot of things and we wanted to work with a lot of different types of businesses and constantly change up projects. Um, that's not that's not a typical way to think about starting a business. Everyone's, you know, typical advice would be find a niche market, find a niche thing that you can get really, really good at. But if you have a lot of experience and you want to do something different and you have a big idea, I would give myself the advice if I could go back, like, you know, to the beginning of the year and just say, Hey, like your idea maybe isn't even big enough. Like maybe you should think of it even bigger. Um, and think of how it could expand because if I'd done that, then maybe at the top of our at the very top of our business plan would have been a growth plan of how, how our business is actually turning out right now. But I wish I'd had the foresight to know that, wow, our idea could turn into something bigger. But I think that, I, like I said, if I could have told myself something would have been, yeah, go ahead and dream a little bit bigger because there's room for big dreams out there. There's room for big businesses out there. It's just a matter of how much work you want to do. Definitely. And I think to circle back to your original question too about advice that we would give to people, um, and I would do it all the time during my career, is that I tell people to never, you know, give up on their ideas and that no idea is like, you know, how they, in, in school, they would say, you know, no question is a stupid question. It's the same way as that no idea is is unfounded and nothing happens unless you make some mistakes and you fall down along the way you put yourself out there and yeah it's hard to put yourself out there and be in the shining light and to be vulnerable and to make mistakes and to do something wrong but that's how we learn that's why i'm a good businesswoman today is because i did fall down and i made those mistakes and i wasn't afraid to admit that I made them and learn from them, or I was never afraid to try new things. I would constantly be telling my staff, you know, typically we all work with inside of a box and we're in our comfort zone and we walk around inside that box. And as soon as we get near the wall, we stop because we're, we're comfortable there. We know we're going to perform well because we're inside the box. The key is, is to step outside of that box and to always be working a little bit in a zone that's not comfortable because that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to expand. And that is how you're going to develop your, your business long-term. 
Wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely great piece of advice from both of you. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I definitely agree too. And I think, you know, like you both said to businesses change as you go and you're not going to sort of see which direction you want your business to go in until you really take that risk and, you know, start it and see, you know, what, what's working, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you want to do with it? So thank you very much for sharing those. Um, and for just ex telling us about your journey through your business um, and how it came to to now being 500s. And I'm very excited to see, you know, what you guys have in future. Um, I know you had said that there is another business coming along. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, and do you have any final thoughts for our listeners here today? If it scares you, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if you're afraid. Um, and you're sitting back and you're thinking you want to do something, but you're afraid to do it, um, go with your gut. Always, you know, rely on your gut instinct. And if it tells you that you have the talent or the skill set to, to start or launch that idea, then please don't be the person that regrets that you've never done it. I want everybody to be able to, 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 to do their, their passion in life and to achieve that. I think there's room for all of us in the marketplace. I think that there's like, there's a reason why there are so many writers out there and there's so many books and there's so many, you know, there's just, there's so many movies. There's, you know, there's so many of the same types of things. It was because there's really room for all of it. There's room for all of those stories, all of those business stories. There's room for all of our ideas, but you really, if you want to be successful, you have to follow them, right? Like, so you can't, you can't just start and stop. You have to actually, have a plan and really believe in it and really follow it through and be dedicated and be dedicated to it. Like in, in, and be okay with just believing in yourself. Like you don't like, I mean, we're lucky Elizabeth and I, that we have each other and we're a good support group for each other. Um, but we've done it on our own too. And it is possible to take your own one idea and to launch it out into the business marketplace and be successful. And don't be so, afraid to ask for help. If I, my biggest mistake that I made starting was not having a mentor, you know, being afraid to go out and say, I don't really know how to do that and not getting any kind of mentorship. I think that that's extremely important to be able to go out and, and say, okay, I don't know how to do that. Um, I know how to do this, but I don't know how to do this part of it. And to find somebody that can mentor and help you along the way is, is extremely important as well. Yeah, there's no, there's no shame in it. I mm -hmm. think that anything that makes you grow, and even if you feel like maybe I'm like, oh, you're too old to learn how to do this one thing, or you know, you've kind of lost your chance. Nobody's lost their chance. Nobody is too old for this. Nobody's too old for business. Nobody is to, you know, hasn't lost their chance at making it big at whatever it is they want to do. Um, there's a million stories out there about amazing people who have started businesses or started, you know, went after their dream at like age 70, right? Or like mm -hmm. age, age 80. There's so many people out there who are just doing what they do. And I think that, um, you know, as my final thought, it would be to whatever it is that you're good at or whatever it is that you feel like you want to be good at or whatever it is that you feel like you can contribute to the world, you should be. You should be, and there should be nothing that stops you from doing that. If it's, it doesn't have to be your calling, but it just has to be the way that you want to give back to the world. Ours right now is business. And before it was events and you know what I mean? And, and photography, whatever you're feeling, I think that, you know, do it, go after it. There's no, there's no reason why you shouldn't. 
I went to an art show last week um, with a gentleman that I met in my building with my partner, David, and um, he was 80 years old and he did his first sculpture and he was juried in on four pieces in the art show and he's 80 and he was so inspiring, Stan, and just to listen to somebody at that age start a whole new career when he was a pharmacist for his entire life. <laughs> retired for years and then took up sculpture and that's what he's doing now so that's the kind of stories that really get me going that you know he's not afraid to work too hard I mean that's the thing about self-employment is that you have to realize that if you want to work for yourself if you want to take that idea and make it happen it's really it's damn hard work and there's no other way to put it you have to be dedicated you have to work at it all the time nothing's gonna come easy but on the flip side, there's nothing that's more rewarding. Yeah, agree. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I definitely agree as well. And I thank you for sharing that. I think that's a great note to be ending off on. So thank you so much. And do you want to just tell our listeners where they can find your business online? Absolutely. Uh, 500s.com is our website. And also in social media, they can find 500s there. I don't have all of them actually, uh, all of the different handles listed, but you can certainly look us up on any of those. And we would love if you come on 500s and you look at our services and there's something on there that you you need that you don't, you know, you don't see, then we would love to create that as well for people. So. And we just love hearing about people's businesses. That's mm -hmm. part of the reason why we really got into this and offering as many services and the variety of services that we do was so that we could hear the business stories of a variety of different types of businesses. So want to pick our brain, <laughs> want to have a, like a little mini consultation just to see if we're the right fit. Um, we don't charge for that. We just want, you know, all of the businesses that we work with to be successful and we encourage them to even, you know, give us a shout if they have a question or we can help in any way. Yeah. We work with all types of businesses from even law firms to Instagram, um, influencers so we work the gamut we so if you're a type of business um, you don't know if you can find a service with us I challenge you to check us out and to give us a shout uh, we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening to made it happen podcast the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs make sure you subscribe to the channel leave a review and I'll see you next week